You really don't know how much faith you've got until you come up against a situation that looks so insurmountable until you are tempted to say, I just can't do it. But I wish I had five people who would realize that faith specializes in dealing with obstacles. Welcome to Concepts for Living. This service is coming to you from the Chapel of the Anointing. We invite you to stay tuned for a life-changing word. Well, we consider it a privilege to come to you one more time with more Concepts for Living. In this particular message, I will be speaking from the theme, We Shall Not Be Denied. Do you know there are some 7,000 promises of God in the Bible? And God declares, We shall not be denied of those promises. Stay tuned. You're going to be blessed. Let's look at the fifth chapter of St. Luke. I'll begin reading from verse 18 and 19. And behold, men brought a bed, a man which was taken with palsy. And they sought means to bring him in and to lay him before him. And when they could not find by what way they might bring him in, because of the multitude, they went upon the housetop and let him down through the tiling with the couch into the midst before Jesus. As we go to chapter 11, let's look at verse 7. And when he from within shall answer and say, Trouble me not, the door is now shut, and my children are with me in bed. I cannot rise and give thee. I say unto you, though he will not rise and give him, because he is his friend, yet because of his importunity, he will rise and give him as many as he needeth. One more. Chapter 18, and I'll begin reading from verse 4. And he would not for a while, but afterward he said within himself, Though I fear not God, nor regard man, yet because this widow troubleth me, I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming she weary me. Look at someone and say to them, we shall not be denied. There was a woman by the name of Joanne Heder, and I'm going to quote something from her. The quote is 
this. Whoever perseveres will be crowned. Very simple statement, very succinct, but powerful. Whoever perseveres will be crowned. Our greatest challenge is to persevere through the midst of what we are faced with. The day of naming and claiming and slapping and clapping is gone. These are days when we've got to work our way through. No easy quick fix, but endurance and perseverance. Now notice this, that Jesus was the consummate teacher, always teaching his disciples. Every opportunity, out of every scene and setting, he seems to find something to teach them about. Using every opportunity to instruct them on matters of prayer, on matters of faith, and on matters of perseverance. If you don't understand or have come to appreciate anything about Jesus, would you observe that Jesus never let up? He was always pushing through something. He was always in the midst of activity toward a specific end. Now, you may ask, why these three texts? Why couldn't he just use one of them? It's because these three texts represents Jesus' teaching on faith, prayer, and perseverance. All of them. It's the common thread that runs through all three of them. They actually proclaim the persistence of faith. They claim the procedure in praying and also the precept for possibilities. Please get this message today. Because if indeed we are the elect of God, then there has to be a way in which God intends us to live out our lives. We cannot afford to look to society for the kind of direction that we need in living out our life through all of our situations. Vicissitudes will come and they will go. It's how we deal with them when they arrive. And so notice in this particular uh, three chapter message, you're going to see that there will come a time in your life when you will find yourself unable to do for yourself. And yet God has still promised a blessing to you. Oh well. I said you're going to face some situations when you may not even be able to pray for yourself. 
when you certainly can't get up and walk and go and come like you used to. Something's gone wrong and you don't have the mobility that you used to have. Come on now. And yet your need is still persistent. And yet somehow in the midst of your situation, God has made a provision. And that's what Jesus wants to say to us right now. No matter how dark your situation, no matter how lonely you feel, no matter how you don't have seemingly the ability to function, Jesus gives us a word right here. And it blessed me when I got it. The three points of this message, the persistency of faith the procedure in prayer and the precepts for possibilities. Stay tuned. You'll be further blessed with this message. How many people have actually been very slack on their attendance? Only to come down with some illness or have some accident that puts you in a place where you can come to worship. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> you can almost hear the choir singing. Uh, you, 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 you listen for the praises, that environment. Oh, but to be in it like we were this morning or like we are this morning where the presence of the Lord is here and the glory of God. God's doing something for somebody. Somebody's going to leave here today and God's going to set around them. In fact, I'm going to prophesy it. God's going to send people to you that you don't even know who are going to be surrounding you to support you in what God told you he would do. And what you have been all hung up when God said, I'm going to do this for you. But because of your condition, you can't believe it. I don't have the education. I don't have this. I don't have that. Oh, come on. I can't even get up. But God is not talking about you getting up. What God is talking about is getting some people to pick you up. And when God brings them into your life, you're going to get your blessing. You're going to get your blessing. And you're going to end up praising God. There are positions of promotion that's going to be realized. You're going to find yourself in a place that calls you to say, how did I get here? Now imagine the man being let down into the presence of Jesus. <laughs> so how did I get here? In fact, you notice you don't hear a word from the man. There are some things you don't have to argue for. You don't have to give direction on. Just lay there and watch God start blessing you as though you were actually moving on your own. But when God gets ready to bless you, it's so that you might not be denied. You're going to get it. I know you've been waiting long, but you're going to get it. The second point is this, very important, the procedure in prayer. Chapter 11. Notice St. Luke 11 because it's important that we appreciate that God is a God of process. Are you with me? I say God is a God of process. So since God is a God of process, 
He's now, they're being taught that, that while God will do certain things for you, you must respect the fact that there is a process that must be met. So Jesus now pulls a story and he uses it metaphorically to tell them the very thing I just said. So what, what is he saying? He's saying, he says, now, first of all, he says, and he said unto them, which, which of you shall have a friend and shall go unto him at midnight and say unto him, friend, lend me three loaves. For a friend of mine in his journey is come to me. And I have nothing to set before him. Put it in perspective. Here is a friend that goes to a friend to get a need met at midnight. Come on now. And he's doing it because he has somebody coming to his house, a guest, that he has nothing to put before them. And now that would be a, 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 you know, a, an outright disgrace. Because hospitality was big in those days. Are you with me? And even to the point that people's doors were all left open. Don't you remember when Bermuda had doors that were left open all the time? We're locking them now. But there was a time when folk never concentrated on locking their doors. Because whosoever kind came on by, I don't care what you had. Come on, sit down. Somebody go offer you something. Am I right? Yeah. You know I'm right. Yeah. Now, watch this. Now, here this man said, I don't have nothing. But he's coming. So he goes at midnight. Anybody got a midnight emergency? Anybody got a midnight troubling? A midnight question that must be answered? A midnight need that must be met? Is there anybody here? Because this man had a midnight emergency and he goes to a friend now what are friends for that's what friends are for <laughs> now he goes and when he gets there he observes that his friend is sleeping his friends say, even my children are in bed I can't rise to come to you and this thing struck me it says trouble me not the door is now shut. <sighs> Trouble me not. The door is shut. But that ought to be enough to let you know that nobody comes in now. Are you with me? Is there anybody here who has a door shut in your face? Is there anyone here who has found themselves at a place in life where the door is shut? And you need to have your emergency met. And it's midnight. But the Bible says that when he, you know, observed that the door was shut and his friend was in bed. Now, the man on the inside said, you know what? I can't even rise because he's my friend. Ain't about friendship now. So he said, I'm just going to sleep on and take my rest. But what happened was this. He said, yet 
You see it? That little three-letter word? Yet. It says, yet because of his importunity. You with me? He said, yet because of his importunity. Yet because of his sincere and earnest and desperate pleading. Some doors are shut. But the same door that shuts is a door that can be opened. It's how you're going to open it. And the Bible said, because of his continual earnest crying out and pleading, he says, he will rise and give him as many as he needed. Now, tell somebody, just because the door is shut, it may even have no entrance written on it. That's not the end of the situation. A shut door offers you and I the challenge of putting our faith to work. And really what he's saying is there are times when you'll be calling on God in a midnight hour. And then with all your crying, nothing's coming back. Are you with me? A shut door is not the end of the situation. The shut door is now going to prove how much stuff you've got, how much determination, how bad do you want it? Well, we sincerely trust that you have been blessed and inspired and informed to know that you shall not be denied. So until next time, we shall come to you with more concepts for living. May God bless you and yours. Thank you for viewing Concepts for Living. If you would like a CD, DVD, or download the entire message, go to our website, www.fcogchapel.org. We would like to hear from you. Please send an email for prayer or send a praise report on how God is blessing you through this program. We invite you to join us again for another Concepts for Living.